0: Well, good morning, everybody. And today is March the twenty-seventh, and uh, Monday, a new week. Wow, a new week. You know, when I think about a new week, I think about, you know, every day is a do-over day. If I didn't get it right yesterday, today's a day for me to to get it right, to learn from yesterday, and um, not carry yesterday into today. Because if you do that, or if I do that, it kind of robs me of what today is and what it can bring, and all the adventures that life really brings to us um, when you're a when you're a person who sees the glasses half full instead of half empty um, there's a there's a feeling about the world that you know even though it seems to be pretty dark and bleak at times um, we can see the the good in it there's always a silver lining as my grandmother used to say (laughs) and uh, there's definitely a silver lining on every day that you're able to get up and on your own and use the bathroom on your own and feed yourself and dress yourself because there's a lot of folks who can't do that every day and I know sometimes it's easy to look around and say, well, it's not fair that they have this and they have that, and their house is bigger, or they got the better job, or they've got the prettier wife, or they've got the better looking husband, or, you know, they don't know what it's like to have my life, you know. And it, it might be true. You know, there, there's always going to be someone out there that uh, has a better life, has a better wife, has a better husband, has a, a better home, a better car, <laughs> you know. But comparison really is the kiss of death. And I'll just tell you that from experience. If you compare yourself to other people, you're always going to fall short. Because, you know, we never compare ourselves to those that are lower than us. You ever notice that? When we compare ourselves, it's always to those people who are above us. Maybe socially, maybe class, uh, maybe financially, you know, um, We never compare ourselves to the bum on the streets or the homeless guy with a sign that says, you know, we'll work for food. We never drive through a a neighborhood of of impoverished people and say to ourselves, you know, they got a better life than I do. Because the truth of the matter is, is that they really don't have a better life than we do. You know, we really have a better life than they do. And it's all relative. <clears throat> I don't think that, you know, I'm rich by any means. I'm really not. I, you know, I don't, I don't live in the 1% of the wealthy. I, you know, I don't consider myself a wealthy person, but I will tell you that there are those in my community who would, in a heartbeat, trade their lives for my life. And it's because when they compare, just like we do, they compare up, not down, you know? And so that's the kiss of death, so don't do it. Don't do it. And today's a new day, so let's just start with a new day. Let's find something good about this day, and if it's a terrible day already, and you're just like, no, my day's shot, I hate this day, I hate my life, I hate everything about it, then you know, there comes a time when you just have to say, what is it about my life that I hate so much? And I'll tell you another thing, something that I do when I get the, uh, into a pity party with myself and I can do that. I'll, I will, um, <clears throat> I'll start comparing my life to the people that are in the po- impoverished homes or the impoverished neighborhoods or the kids that I see in the, in this store with their, you know, no shoes on and their feet are dirty and their nose is, you know, running and their diapers full and they just, their hair is disheveled and you know, they're one of a uh, three or four, and they're running around the store, and the mom's, you know, just trashy looking and poor. You know, I, I think uh, sometimes I just need to change my perspective, you know? And I, I've told you guys this before, but I'll just remind you again because it's really apropos to what I'm saying now. When I would go to work, I would always drive through the the, the poor section of town. <clears throat> And it was a short drive. it was you know maybe four or five blocks, and I would drive through that area and I would look at these absolutely poor people living from day to day really um, and I would think to myself how how um how it was how it must be to live in that kind of situation, and then you know. To have every day just be a challenge to live and then I look at my life and I'm reminded that you know what I don't I don't I don't worry about things like that you know there was a time that I did you know in my younger life you know when I was my wife and I were first married you know we, um, we we're starting out just like any young married couple and you know we struggled financially and um, there were times when we would go to the grocery store and, and carry a calculator and we knew we only had so much money to spend and we couldn't go over it. And Yeah, there were things we wanted, but there were things that we had to have, you know. And so we focused on the things we had to have. And, of course, we lamented over the things we wanted. And every once in a great while, we'd reward ourselves, you know. But I go to the store now and I realize that I don't have to look at the price of something. Even though I do, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just simply saying that's not the center focus of my shopping. I get what I want. Um, I I often get what I don't need. And um, I look around and I I saw, I saw a guy and his wife um, with, um, with a calculator and they were, they were going around the store with a calculator because like me, they had they just had, you know, a certain amount of money, certain amount of resources to buy their, their groceries, and uh, they couldn't go over it. And so, my heart really, really broke for them because I knew, I knew from experience what that was like. I knew from experience that, you know, not having, you know, the money to buy your groceries, especially when you have a family, can can be a challenge, you know? And so I look at people like that and then I look at my life and I think how blessed I really am, how really very fortunate I am and my children too because they don't, they don't know what I knew. And so you, you might think your day's bad, but I promise you, you can look around and find people who have it worse than you do. And I know that sounds trite and, you know, it sounds easy for me to say because I'm not in that position. <sighs> It's like when a friend of mine called me and he said, "Hey, can you can you really just pray for me? I'm I'm having a struggle. I'm you know I, I need a job and you know I've, I've I've applied several places and I was like, you know, just trust God. I, but I'm going to pray for you. And it was easy for me to say that because I was not in his position. So I will I will say right now, I have been in these positions before. I know what it's like. And so I don't try and and you know sound like oh well i'm just so i'm so spiritual and i've arrived and um you know everything is good so you know don't worry about it because i actually know what it's like it's a it's a scary feeling when you have a family and you need a job and you can't find one and uh you know you know that you have to support your family and that's a scary thing and so i was quick to tell him look i understand i know it sounds easy for me to say this and i'm sorry i don't mean to say it flippantly or without you know sincerity or to diminish any anything that you're going through right now because I totally understand where you're coming from and um and I'm sorry and I you know I don't ever want to be so uncaring or unfeeling especially this was my best friend you know now he did find a job right away and um it pays well and and he makes a lot more money than I do. I'm not jealous, I'm glad, I'm happy, I'm happy for him because I know what it's like. So look at your day and if you say, hey, you know what, my life sucks, I hate my life. I was there, I hated my life. Um, I worked in in law enforcement and um, I worked in a prison actually and every day I went to that prison I hated it. I hated my life, I hated everything because it was such a, a horrible job. Um, the inmates gave you a hard time. The other officers gave you a hard time, especially the, the brass, we called them, you know, the ones in charge. They were just real, not very nice people, not uh, very helpful, not very kind. And it was like, you know, the job itself is, is hard enough emotionally, you know, not physically unless you have to get into an altercation with an inmate. But I hated my job and I hated my life. And so I knew there was only one way out, education. I had to be educated, and so um, I ended up going to nursing school. It was hard. It was tough, and you know, we we my wife and I we went through some hard times, and um, but we came out on the other side. You know, my uh, my daughter came to me last night, and she's you know been in this job as a as a um, coffee. She works at a coffee house, and she's been working there, but she's tired of it, and she's getting a little older, and she wants to find something that, you know, will pay a little more money, and and I told her, I said, you know, you, you don't have experience <clears throat> because you're young, and I said, you don't have an education, and you have no training, and so I said, I think this is a point in your life where you need to decide what kind of training or education you want to try to get to whatever kind of job you think you want, and I said... Just remember, you can get a degree, you can get your bachelor's degree, and, and you know you might get your bachelor's degree in communication and never really work in that field, but the fact that you have your bachelor's degree opens doors that would never open for you if you didn't have it. And I know that's silly. I've been very blessed that I have education and also have experience, but I'm also 56 years old, you know, and it takes time to build up education, it takes time to build up, you know, experience. <clears throat> and it's not always easy. And there's that, that, that waiting period, that, that trying period, you know, when, when we're, when we're doing what we're, what we want to do to get to where we want to get to. And it's a tough time. And I get it. Maybe you're there. You know what? Maybe you're actually there. Maybe you've already had this conversation with yourself and, and you're, you're saying to yourself, I know exactly, I know exactly what he's talking about. Excuse me. And so maybe you're there and maybe you've got friends who are there. Maybe you've got friends who are, who are um, having a struggle, you know, like that. Um, and you can talk to them. Maybe you didn't know what to say and now you know what to say. Maybe uh, support them in, in, in saying, hey, look, you know, maybe it's time to re- uh, reevaluate your life. I think it's a really good idea every year to kind of reevaluate your, re-evaluate your life, not necessarily change your life or change your career or your, or your vision or mission or you know, whatever it is you're doing. I'm not saying that. I'm saying every year I take account. It's kind of like a, um, when you bring in a, uh, oh gosh, I hate when my mind does this. Uh, you bring in a, like if you buy a company. And uh, then you hire a a public accountant, a CPA, a certified public accountant to come in and and look at the books. And I know there's a name for that. And I'm sorry, my brain has just uh, shut off here just for a second. But you want to do an analysis on the books. And so I kind of do that with my life. Um, I do it probably more often than a year at a time, but I recommend that just take a year. At the end of the year, kind of, and it's really good time around, uh, you know, the end of Christmas and, you know, the New Year's approaching. And you can kind of look at your life and just say, where am I? Where, where have I come from? Where do I want to go? Where do I want to be? What, what, do I, what do I want this year to look like? You know, and, um, you know, every year my wife and I will pray for a word for the year. And that sounds kind of kooky and hokey, but if you do it, you know what I'm talking about. And we always pray to get a word from the Lord for that year. And that's kind of our, our focus for that year. Um, like, you know, what are you, um, like, you know, uh, like this year, my wife prayed, it was, it was, I forget her word now, but she knows it, but mom was promotion and it was absolutely true. You know, it was, it was, um. It was one of those things that every year she and I get a word, and it kind of helps us to see clear for the rest of the year. It sets, it sort of sets the tone or the foundation for for that um, for that year for us. And so, this year has been no different. We we got a word this year, and you know, um, it fits right into what what we believe that that God is. Is doing in our lives because you know we are spiritual people. We do believe that God uh, directs our footsteps, and so I believe that you know it's it's our responsibility to take account of our lives and see what what we're doing, where we're going. You know, maybe look at look in the rearview mirror. I heard someone say this. I can't take the the credit for this, but I heard someone say this the uh, couple of weeks back. And they said, have you ever noticed that your windshield on your car is a lot bigger than your rearview mirror? And it's because, not because what's behind you is less important, or not important, I should say, but what's coming at you is, is, is of greater importance than what's behind you, if that makes sense, if I said it correctly. I hope I did, because he the way he portrayed it, 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 made it, it made very much, you know, very good sense to me at the time. But, um, you know, look at your life, ask yourself, what do you want to do? I mean, if you want to be, you know, a doctor, an astronaut, a dentist, uh, an artist, um, you know, a, a public speaker, you want to be a politician, you want to be a teacher, you want to be a, a public accountant, you know, you want to be a, a, a police officer, a fireman, you know, um, you want to be in the military, you want to be a, a sniper or you want to go 101st airborne and jump out of, you know, helicopters and air assault and stuff like that. I mean, there, there are, there, are, there are, there's so much you can do, uh, nursing for the, uh, you know, the other one I totally forgot, should have really mentioned, but, um, just ask yourself, okay, where am I? What do I need? And, and sit down, you know, with note, with a, with a, piece of paper or maybe a a electronic tablet or something and, and kind of map out, you know, where you want to go. And then based on where you want to go, ask yourself, how do I get there? What's, what is the map for me to get there? And so I think you'll find that when, when you do that, it gives you a clear set of, of, I guess, actions that you can take to, um, to get to that point if it's you want to be a nurse you know it's going to take uh, you want to be a licensed practical nurse you're looking at about a year of training Uh, if you want to be a registered nurse you're looking at about two years of training plus there are prerequisites before they'll accept you in the program Um, if you want to go higher than that you want to you know you want to be a doctor you want to be a lawyer you have to get your bachelor's degree decide what you want to get your bachelor's degree in um, you know, maybe go to a junior college first. It's a lot cheaper. Get your two year degree and then transfer over to a university. Um, if you decide, you know what, college is not for me. I just, I'm not a college person, but I'd love to learn a trade. The trades right now are on fire for help. They're begging for help for qualified welders, pipe fitters, plumbers, electricians, construction people. They're begging for it because. They don't have people learning the trades like they did when I was a kid, you know. Um, I have a cousin who went through a trades school. It took him four years, and um, I think he went about two nights or three nights a week for four years, and he became a, uh, I want to say an electrician. And um, he makes, I think, probably 60000 75000 a year, uh, which may not be a lot depending on where you live, but, you know, he's in a small community and, um, you know, he has great benefits and retirement and things like that. But the thing is, is that he, he didn't, he wasn't really a college person. Now, his son, on the other hand, um, got his AA before he graduated high school. And so he was, um, he was motivated by what he wanted to do, which was to become a physical therapist. And so he went to school while he was in high school and got his, his two-year degree for absolutely free because that's uh, uh, something they do here in the state of Florida. And um, if you go to go to if you go to a junior college while you're in high school, they pay for it. So then he transferred over to I believe the uh, University of Florida or Florida State. I'm not really sure, but he but he got his bachelor's. So there there are ways to make your life better. If your life sucks, then ask yourself why, you know, and then figure it out. You know, um, I've known people who just are absolutely miserable they hate their lives they hate everyone around them they're just miserable people and 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 usually there's a genesis to all that there's a reason there's a there's a, a beginning to all that but you know what we can sit on our uh, on our uh, past and say well i'm this way because of what happened to me as a child or i'm this way because my husband left me or i'm this way because you know all men are evil and they're terrible or all women are evil and terrible well you know had a bad relationship, you've had a bad life, whatever, get over it, get over it because you're going to be miserable the rest of your life and you're going to push people away from you. And only those who are able to withstand all your toxic personality are going to stick around and they're really not going to stick around for long because people are going to get tired of it. And I can tell you as someone who's older, I I have less time for the drama of people's lives who make poor decisions, who continuously make poor decisions. I have no Sympathy for these people, and uh, call me what you want to call me. But as I get older, I I I, I have less concern for that. I'm not, I am not, as quick to, to get involved with people and try to help them with their problems because I've learned there are some people who don't want you to help them with their problems. There's some people who like to be miserable. That is their identity. That is what they have found in life is their identity, and. They don't want you to destroy their identity because they get a certain amount of, of you know, uh, attention through it. So, if you're one of those people, then none of the things that I've said will help you. And if you're one of, if if you're if you're somebody who knows someone like that, just leave. You know, if you can, just get away from them. You know, if, if you're married to them, that's a different story. But, truthfully, you gotta want to change. You gotta want to do the hard work. You gotta want to do the heavy lifting. You know, every single person who has a uh, super-fit body, from from the women to the men, all do one thing, and that's they sacrifice. They sacrifice their time to go to the gym. They sacrifice uh, eating what they want to eat, mostly, you know, because they don't want to have to work out again, or they work out even harder. So there's a lifestyle that they've chosen. They've made tough choices. A lot of us don't make tough choices. I'd say probably. Less than 5% of us make tough choices because I'm overweight. I I could stand to lose 25 pounds easily. You know, and I look at people who work out the gym and I go there to 10, you know, but I don't work out. But that's my choice. I don't lament about being overweight or not having this, you know, Adonis body. But I look at other men who have these, these perfect chiseled bodies and I'm thinking, damn, that's incredible. Or I look at these women who have these chiseled bodies and this perfect You know, Dairy Air, and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. You know, but they didn't get that overnight. They didn't get it from eating bonbons and and little.